Hello, my badass fire starters. Welcome to Rebirth of Venus. My name is Caitlin Matanley, and this show is all about achieving the sacred pleasure of your highest potential through spirituality, self-empowerment, entrepreneurship, and magic. It's time to unabashedly blaze your own path by turning up the volume on your total authenticity. I'm an outlaw life and success coach for rebel boss witches and modern mystics, and I'm so excited to have you join me. Thank you for listening. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Rebirth of Venus. This is Caitlin Matanley, and it's here. Well, a couple of things are here. First and foremost, it's here. The most requested episode topic I've had. This is the human design episode. Yes, it's here. It's finally here. You've all been asking. It's kind of crazy to see how human design has taken off. If you have no idea what human design is, don't worry. In the upcoming interview, you're going to learn all about it. But I only myself discovered it last year and it was really one of those what else don't I know moments because I kind of thought I knew everything about everything, especially everything even vaguely metaphysical. And yet there was this entire discipline I knew nothing about that is really linked to astrology amongst other disciplines. So I thought it would be a really interesting way to end our astrology month here on the podcast and transition into our month of December, which is going to be all about how to really step into the highest version of yourself to create massive positive impact on the world. I wanted to close the year with just some really powerful content about creating the life we desire because, you know, I know you're already thinking about New Year's resolutions or even if you don't believe in that shit, which I mean, I actually kind of love New Year's resolutions, but regardless of your approach, I wanted to end the year with some really, you know, personal development focused content for you. So stay tuned for that. Like I said, today's the human design episode. I'm excited for you to hear the interview, but I wanted to hop on really quick first because I have an important announcement that's extremely time sensitive because you're hearing this on Friday and we that means we are in the middle of my anti-Black Friday sale because I, I say anti-Black Friday because, you know, rather than buying a bunch of stuff that's, let's face it, going to end up in a landfill, why most of which you probably don't even need, but who am I to judge? Why not focus your time, your resources, your money on personal development, on your personal and spiritual evolution, and sharing that with your loved ones, those who, you know, friends of yours who want to improve themselves and are ready to do the work, or, you know, maybe your sisters or your brothers or anybody, I mean, maybe your parents, but I'm, my parents don't even understand what I do for a living, much less how to access my content. So I'm assuming there's a generational gap there, although I could be wrong. I mean, my boyfriend's grandfather's on Facebook. So, you know, what do I know about anything? Whereas my mother needs to be like taught how to copy and paste. Just kidding. She actually has fully learned how to copy and paste an internet link by now, as she proved to me the other day when I tested her over the phone. So mom, if you're hearing this, keep killing it. Anyway, (laughs) we are in the middle of my anti-Black Friday sale, and that means that I'm offering 40 to 50%. Yes, you heard that right. 
of all of my evergreen courses, which is basically all my courses at this point, all of my courses, my tarot sessions, and special one-month introductory coaching packages I've created just for this special. Now, there are a few really important things you need to know. First of all, uh, the sale ends this week, Monday. So if you're listening to this, you need to get on it because especially the sessions and the coaching packages have a limited availability. So you don't want to miss out on this opportunity to start working with me at a really affordable offer. In fact, I'm even offering this to my existing coaching clients who are snapping up these packages to add on to their existing packages. So I really love just using this opportunity to reward everyone who's in my world for being here, for listening. Just it's like, think of it as like my early holiday gift to you. So here's what you need to know. You can click the link in the show notes to get the full information or just go to rebirthofvenus.com where you can get the promo codes. I'm offering 40% a single purchase and 50% the purchase of two or more listings in the special holiday shop I've created. So in that shop, you're going to find my evergreen or recorded courses. So they're not my live courses. They're the recorded versions. And that includes the Army Venus Bootcamp. That includes the Chariot, which is my flagship course Um, that includes boss witch university that includes speed of light all of my courses have been compiled recorded versions are available and so if you missed out on those courses when they came around especially the chariot I know I only run that twice and right twice a year and it's I always have a because it's a higher end offering I always have people who are like uh next time next time but here's the here's the deal There's not going to be a next time because I'm retiring the chariot at the end of this year. So you can get in. Normally, the live version was $444. I think with the sale, it's like, I don't know, like 200 or actually maybe even I think it's less because the recorded version is a little lower cost. So it's like under $200 by far. Um, Also, Boss Witch University, which has been my most popular class this this year, it is not going away completely, but it's changing form for 2020. It's going to be a completely different form. It's going to be something different than just the group course. So stay tuned for that. But because it's going to be a bigger, more intensive offering, the price is going to go up significantly. So if you wanted to get into Boss Witch University and you missed it, now's the time. You're going to get 40 to 50% off the course, which is fucking crazy. If you missed the chariot, this is really your last chance because at the end of the year, I'm retiring that course to make space for some exciting new stuff I've planned for 2020. Um, I have my Army Venus Bootcamp self-guided edition of the course. So if you were interested in the live intensive I did a couple weeks ago, well, actually, I'm finishing it up. I finished it up yesterday. Um, This is a great opportunity to get access to the written content of that course in a sort of easy to follow ebook format, along with journaling prompts and everything like that. Speed of Light is a shorter, it's a three day video and journaling course all about all about releasing limits in your life and really creating massive amounts of change in short time. It's sort of like the chariot light, 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 light. Um, So if any of those are interesting to you, make sure to check it out. Like I said, click the link in the show notes or just go to rebirthofvenus.com slash courses. I have everything available there. And 
One more thing, my tarot sessions, my one-on-one tarot sessions are also included in this sale and I'm retiring them as well at the end of the year. I'm no longer going to be doing individual tarot sessions except for as part of work I'm doing with my ongoing coaching clients. I'm freeing up all my energy one-on-one to work with my ongoing coaching clients. And so if you've been wanting to get a tarot session with me, this is your last chance. So it's your last chance for a lot of things, but I'm offering 40 to 50% off. So you can just like go crazy. Um, I want, I'm rewarding you if you buy more because I know a lot of you are interested in multiple courses. And if you're interested in coaching with me, I'm offering special one month introductory coaching packages as part of the sale. You don't even have to usually for my coaching programs, there's an application process. These are just a way you can jump straight in. It's a month long package, including video sessions, tech support, all kinds of stuff. You can check it out on the site. So it's an awesome way to get started with working, get to get started in working with me for an introductory time for a really, really low cost offer. And I mean, really my point here is don't miss out (laughs) because while I'm going to be offering these offerings through the end of the year, they're not going to be this low. The price is not going to be this low. I'm I'm promising you that. Um, It's not going to be anywhere close to this low. (laughs) So hop into this now. And like I said, there are a bunch of offerings I am um, retiring at the end of the year. And I don't want you to miss out because I will be sad. I would be sad. I don't like telling people they missed out. So don't miss out. (laughs) Anyway, check it out. I can't wait to meet a bunch of you on video as part of these special sessions. I can't wait to meet a bunch of you, you know, in the courses. I'm super available via email to my individuals who are taking even these evergreen courses. So I love hearing your updates. Um, If you have any questions at all, as always, you can email me hello at rebirthofvenus.com or more easily just reach me on Instagram at rebirth underscore of Venus. DM me. I answer. I talk to everybody. I answer all my DMs personally (laughs) and I just love talking to you there. So those are the updates. Are you ready to learn about human design and how it relates to astrology and your own personal development and everything else that is exciting in this world? Everything else we're about on this podcast. I'm interviewing Kathy Hillenberg and just just stay tuned. You're going to get the full introduction to Kathy in just a minute. So thank you for listening and I will talk to you after the interview. Bye. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Rebirth of Venus. My name is Caitlin Matanley and today I'm here with the human design episode, sort of. We're actually talking about a lot of things today, but today I'm talking with Kathy Hillenberg from Abracadabra Baby, also the host of the Magic Kathy Show podcast. And we're going to be talking about all kinds of things today, all things magic, human design, astrology, the intersection between astrology and human design, which I'm really excited to get into. Um, And we'll be talking about what it means to bring these disciplines into our work as creatives, as business owners, as magical fucking people. So I'm super excited for this episode. 
those of you who've been listening for a while know that I've been really wanting to, and I really set the intention to dive into topics around human design on this show. And I had had, you know, kind of some, not difficulties, but I didn't have an expert just fall into my lap as I'd hoped would happen. And Kathy and I talked on Instagram. And then I found out that she's a human design expert on top of everything else she does. And it is just my absolute deepest excitement and honor to bring it onto the show today. If you have no idea what human design is, don't worry, because I actually had no idea what it was either until just, I don't know, maybe six months ago. And that kind of blew my mind because as a Capricorn, I thought, I I like to think I know everything, especially about all things esoteric. But the reality is there's this whole additional discipline that when I started learning the basics on, it really blew my mind. It really helped me navigate my own energy and navigate what it means to be me in the world. So without further ado, let's welcome Kathy on the show. Welcome to Rebirth of Venus. Well, thank you so much for that amazing introduction. I'm honored to be here on your show and talk about all things magic because it's my passion and I love human design. It really opened a new world for me and I feel like for a lot of people who discover human design basically. Amazing. So to get started, tell us about your background. I would love to hear about what your spiritual journey has been. You can really start back as far as you want. Tell us your story. Tell us where you, how you got to where you are today and tell us what you're doing today to tie all these aspects of your journey together. Wow. Where do I start? I feel like it has been quite a ride for me. And again, like that goes back to my human design. I can definitely go into why I had so many life experiences um, because I feel like I've lived multiple lives already. I mean, I think the, the starting point or the most impactful moment in my life was when I suffered for an eating disorder for over 10 years. And it took me quite a while to get help because I'm a Leo and maybe that was just like my ego playing tricks on me to figure that out myself. But eventually I really knew, okay, I need help. I need someone to guide me through that because I actually didn't know what was wrong with me. I didn't know why I couldn't overcome um, this illness and why I was so attached to something that was so toxic and something that was so, um, yeah, putting me in such a negative um spiral in my life in a, in a really dark place literally I had depression which is usually a side effect I guess of anorexia because your brain is just not working and you know everything is just not nourished enough and um, thanks to my eating disorder I went to recovery I was actually impatient and um, yeah I got treatment and I had amazing therapists and they basically introduced me into the world of personal development because that was definitely not something I grew up with. Um, I come from a small town and my parents definitely are not into personal development, no one in my family. And it was just not a thing back then. And I didn't know the internet was still not a thing. So, you know, the whole world that we now think is so normal to us and we take everything for granted was just not yeah set up that way back then and I mean it's not even that long ago I feel like a grandma talking like that's yeah it's like it's it's been like I don't know 10 years ago yeah um anyways yeah so I started personal development and inside of me I always knew that I wanted to do something different I always knew I live for 
something in something specific I, I always knew there's something magical inside of me and I don't say that to you know praise myself I, I believe and I strongly believe and that's why I do the work that I do everyone has something magical and something unique about them and I couldn't figure out what it was in my case so that was basically the question that drove me nuts all of my yeah throughout my whole 20s and in my teenage years as well I always felt like I don't really fit in. I didn't know why and I didn't know what was wrong with me. And at the same time, I felt really special. So I had like all of these internal struggles all of the time. And yeah, ultimately, that's also a reason why I got anorexia, because it kind of made me special in a way, but in a really, really negative and um, yeah, destroying way, obviously. And um, yeah, the more I dived into the world of personal development, the more I saw how it actually improves my life and I, I really developed a passion for it and I got into every single book and every single podcast every single audiobook I could find about it because I felt how much it improves the quality of my life and back then I didn't believe that I would do anything about that I studied fashion journalism and media communication so I wanted to be in the fashion industry but then because of my anorexic background it was really not the best idea <laughs> so I felt like it's not in alignment and I started fitness coaching and I started to study fitness science and fitness economics. Um, I managed like a women's fitness um, yeah, a gym basically and still even though there were like so many amazing options for me to work in jobs that I really liked and that were kind of picture perfect, I knew I needed to find something for myself. I needed to create something for myself and I mean, I'm on Instagram since 2012 and had multiple different accounts. I mean, it was always the same account, but, you know, I started with like food blogging and then fitness coaching and back then fashion and beauty and so many different things because I just couldn't figure out what my specialty was. And then I guess I got the courage to start um, business coaching because I saw that I was successful with my nutrition coaching business on Instagram and it was kind of easy for easy quote-unquote for me to build my business online and I wanted to help other women to create their own business so I started that basically last year it's almost like one and a half years ago in German then I switched to English and then I saw that the whole business aspect is amazing but mindset is really where the work has to be done in order to be successful so I you know applied all of my personal development skills um, to help the women that I was coaching to really improve their quality uh, the quality of their lives basically and the more I dive into that topic the more I came back to astrology and human design which is kind of a big step but I was always kind of turned off by both of the systems because I felt like they are so complex and how could I ever explain it to someone in a really easy way uh, in a really digestible way in a way that it makes sense and also I had kind of a yeah I guess I was turned off by the whole woo-woo concept it was too out there for me and usually when we feel triggered by something it's something we really have to go back to and I had to work through a lot of things conditioning from my childhood in order to come to the place that I am now where I'm literally like living astrology and human design and helping people with all of that because it's the most impactful thing that I ever discovered 
not just to know myself, but also to know my uniqueness and to help other people navigate their uniqueness and find their magic, essentially. <laughs> it's like the short version of my story, which is, yeah, <laughs> already so long. Amazing. I, you know, being a Gemini ascendant, I love hearing people's stories and I love, um, you know, I'm, I'm always, I'm always here for the long version, although maybe we won't get it on recording. So I can't wait to hear even more later on. It was such an inspiring story because, you know, I think you touched on a real, a lot of really important points that you experience as part of your journey, which is, you know, really that ultimately you, you got to where you are by confronting your demons, your shadows, and in certain ways, really accepting yourself for who you were. And that's really inspiring because for me, astrology and now my only recent basic knowledge with human design has really showed me these systems for recognizing and appreciating and accepting yourself for who you are. You know, in neither of these systems do there appear to be any, you know, ideas around oh, this is how you're supposed to be. This is what has to change. But instead, you know, these are your sort of, you know, as my friends, the Astro Twins say, like your factory settings, you know? And so you can really look at who you are at your core and identify how you can, as I always say, like turn up the volume on who you are. So I really love that. And I found that, you know, really inspiring as part of your story. And so... With that in mind, by now we've talked about astrology, you know, quite a bit on the show. And of course, I want to hear your perspectives on it as well. But let's start by talking about human design. I would love for you to give our listeners a definition of what this is, because this is really like a newly growing or appears to be a newly growing discipline. So tell us what is human design and what's the purpose of it? How can we use it in our lives? I actually love that you wanted to start with human design because that's also kind of, you know, I started with human design and then I got into astrology, even though oh, I knew yeah, I knew astrology obviously for longer, but I could never resonate with my sun sign. So I thought astrology is just not real. <laughs> I was always, because I didn't dive deeper and I never really um, looked into nail charts or anything like that. So I always was like, yeah, this whole astrology thing, I think it's just like something people make up. Um, but then I discovered human design and I was intrigued by it. It was like so spot on and gave me so much confirmation about everything in my life and I was like blown away by the wisdom and the knowledge even though obviously when you dive into it and first and the first um, glance looking at your human design chart is quite overwhelming because it's so multi-layered and still to this day I definitely don't know anything like everything about human design there are so many things to explore and discover because what is uh, human design essentially is it's the actually yeah it's basically a, set, um, a system that is based on astrology on the chinese i ching on the chakra system on the kabbalah tree of life and on quantum physics so that alone gives you so much information where you're like oh i don't even know where to start um and human design is basically the blueprint of your energy so the way your energy works in the very best way in the most aligned way so when you look at your human design chart you can really get a a base of wisdom how you can operate in the world in the most successful and aligned way uh, also in order to fulfill your purpose because 
human design also gives you insight on your purpose and what is what what your gifts are why you are here and what energetic gifts you have in order to pursue the most aligned life path possible for you Ooh, so that is really interesting about the origins of human design because all i know is for anyone listening you can I'll include a link in the show notes where you can get pull up your human design chart. But unlike an astrological chart where you can kind of, it's easy to look things up. You can be like, okay, my moon is here. Google it. It means this, right? Yeah. <laughs> my human design chart makes literally no sense. It's like in a foreign language. So <laughs> where do we start? Do we start with, you know, I know there are different types in human design, um, I know there are all these other different sort of basics. Where do we start when we're looking at our chart? Like, why don't you give us first maybe a rundown on the different types within human design and what they mean in terms of how we express our personalities? Yeah, absolutely. So I would always start with your type and then strategy, authority and all of these kind of things, because, you know, the, the types are the most you can kind of get an overview of that because there are only five. So that's the good thing. That's not too complex. Awesome. Let's start yeah. there. <laughs> five <laughs> types. So there are generators, manifesting generators, projectors, manifestors, and reflectors. And generators and manifesting generators, they are like the life force energy. They are like the people that bring things into the world and make things happen. Um, they have always energy to work and to really they are the only people that completely can work a nine-to-five job. That's that's what I want to say. Um, other Like every other type, they are just not built for that because they have other qualities. So the normal people, quote-unquote, are more so generators. So we kind of lived in a world that is more so targeted towards generators, which they are 70% of the population, so it's not that bad. But still, there are 30% who really don't fit into the whole system, basically. And that's where projectors, for example, come into place because projectors are 20% of the population and they are here to guide others, especially generators. So they have the gift of looking into people and seeing what we can improve or just observing the whole situation. They absorb your energy in some kind of way and they can guide you and navigate you into the right direction, which is really helpful for a generator or manifesting generators. And manifestors... They were like the kings and the queens uh, in for like back basically in the past. They are actually, which is kind of interesting because we don't quote unquote need them that much anymore in our like world today. They are born less today, so there are less manifestor babies, I guess, born and more projectors because we need more guides in the future. Which is interesting how the human design system is kind of also going with you know basically the evolution of our humanity basically and um, yeah manifestors are here to inform us and to also guide us into the future but they are they do that from like a leader perspective so they just go forward and they do things and people can follow them they are actually the only type that can literally manifest. That's where, where the name also comes from. They just put things into the world and it's successful. And these are the only people who can do that. Everyone else, I'm sorry to say that, but you can't manifest quite literally in the way you maybe believe that you could do. You have a strategy you should follow. You have an authority you should follow. And manifestors are kind of gifted in a way where they can actually just make things happen. 
Um, but still, they have to pay attention to their strategy and authority as well, because sometimes they can step on people's toes. <laughs> and that's what really is the downfall of a manifester. And last but not least, we have um, reflectors, and they are only 1% of the population. They're like the unicorns. And I've yet to meet one in person, actually. I would love to meet a, a reflector, because they have everything in their human design chart is open. And when you look at your chart and you have white places, that's, that means there's something open. And for a reflector, it means they have everything open, which also means they absorb everything. They absorb completely everything in their environment and amplify it. So they can kind of give us a state of being or a state of, you know, when you put a reflector in a group, you can really see how the dynamic of the group is, if they are healthy, if they are happy, like they can see into every single one which is kind of crazy and also explains why they struggle with a lot of health issues and a lot of issues in general, because in our world, obviously, we, we are not really healthy. Like a lot of people struggle with mental illnesses, physical illnesses, and reflectors can really pick that up. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So I have a question. Yeah. So you talked at the beginning about, okay, because there's generators and there's manifesting generators and there's manifestors. So I mean, I'm asking because I'm a manifesting generator. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, so are so we're, are we kind of like the best of both worlds, or also the worst of both both worlds? Are we like a cross between those two? And are there other cross type types? No, actually, generators and manifesting generators are the only type that are like kind of linked. But then again, not manifesting okay. generators are really interesting. Actually, there are two types of manifesting generators, kind of. Um, they are the ones who have their sacral center linked to the throat. And because the sacral is a motor in human design, and because the motor is linked to the throat, they can more so operate like a manifester, so informing people, putting things out there, and be successful with that. But then there are the other manifesting generators where this is not the case, and they should more so behave like a generator. But that's like really, really detailed human design okay. really how do you know the, how do you know the difference um literally if your sacral is linked to your throat and that's like a line they they are always linked to the throat but if the line is defined then you know that you are more so a manifester hmm so i have no can... idea how to tell that looking at my chart but you know that's neither here nor there this isn't my my personal chart reading <laughs> <laughs> i mean i can definitely explain that. i mean your sacral is the red like right uh -huh. red, yeah and your throat center is usually like brownish it's like a brown square yeah. so I see and three it, lines if there is a link like a complete channel from the sacral to yes the yeah, if it's yeah. completely defined then you are more so like a manifester okay okay so that that's a that's that's really interesting so what are the differences really because because like my partner is a generator i know mm. i'm a manifesting generator i guess i'm like um, a super manifesty manifesting generator <laughs> your definition and yeah. so like what um like what are the differences in that way yeah i actually i wanted to say that you're more so a manifester um, also makes sense with your Gemini rising. That's where, you know, oh. the whole linking comes into place. But um, what I want, like the best analogy I can give to you, which explains it really good, is when you think of cars, 
the generators are like the normal cars, the steady cars that just drive. They, they do the job and they drive really good and they drive really, you know, they pay attention to the street and they look at the signs. They are like really good, um, careful drivers and they come to they, they basically arrive uh, where they want to arrive. And then you have the manifesting generators, and they are more so the Ferraris of the system. Oh, they, okay. I'm down with that. Yeah, they're really speedy. They, they are really speedy. They get many ideas. They get many things. They want to go to different places, like to many places. They have different destinations all of the time. Um, and they tend to not really pay too much attention to the street. Sometimes they... They have so many goals in their mind that they just drive. They just drive and because they are so fast, they just want to arrive and then go to the next thing and the next thing. So they are more so good multitaskers, but they have to pay attention that they don't miss important details along the way. Amazing. So I'm basically a Lamborghini. I'll take yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> but does that, does that resonate with you that you have many ideas and you want to do many things at once? And Yeah, know. just a few. Just a few. <laughs> <laughs> That's really interesting. Okay, so we have the types. And I know you're a projector, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So we have the types. And now from the types, so like the main three few pieces that I'm aware of are the types, the definitions, the strategies, and the inner authority. So what do you see as sort of the next step beyond knowing your type in human design? Yeah, when you know your type, you usually also know um, your strategy and your your strategy more so than your authority, because your authority can vary depending on, you know, your type and just like depending on every single person. But it's really important to know your strategy because that's how you also make decisions. So basically you, you make decisions in your life in order to um, yeah, basically achieve the goals that you have and in order to align with your purpose and do the most aligned uh, thing for your energy. And when you want to make decisions, because I know a lot of people struggle with making decisions, making the right decisions, the wrong decisions, even coming up with a decision, it's best, like human design can really give you guidance. When you use your strategy and your authority, you will always make the right decision. And that's something that builds trust in you and also connects you more so to your body. Because for one thing that human design always stresses is that no decision is ever made in your mind. <laughs> so that's the most important thing. I like that. You know, some like one of the first pers- people to tell me something about my chart <laughs> wasn't a full or full session or reading, but they said that I was I was looking at making a decision about something and they looked at my chart and I have a sacral authority. Oh, yeah. And so they said that I I when making a decision I need to feel it like in my gut kind of and like pay attention to how I feel there yeah and yeah oh no go on um the best way how I kind of explain the sacral authority and the best tool um for me is yes and no questions Mm. so whenever I have a um a client with the sacral authority I'll always say make a list or make something or just ask yourself questions in your mind or say tell your partner whoever he has to Uh, ask you yes and no questions and then see what your gut response is like is it a mm mm-hmm or mm mm-mm that's like Mm. the sacral activating the sacral which we are not really used to but actually children do that really intuitively and sometimes parents kind of want to want to say that want to tell their children that they have to speak full sentences and you shouldn't you know respond like that but it's actually really intuitive if they do that that's interesting you know I 
I'm, I use an experiment about this sometimes with people, with clients who are struggling with getting in touch with their intuition. Of course, according to human design, I think there's different ways to do that. But I always tell people just to flip a coin and it's not <laughs> about what they get. So like, say you're trying to decide, should I take job A or job B? If you flip a coin and heads is job A, and then you feel disappointed when you look at it, you know that you want to do job B, you know? And so yeah. it's like using the coin flip as sort of like a way of physically feeling that in your body. But it's interesting because I wonder if that's very intuitive for me because of my sacral authority. And yet for a different design, that might that that little experiment might not work. It might be confusing. Um, I actually, I mean, I have a different authority and I've never like um flipping a coin always make me anxious right, <laughs> because so I, <laughs> yeah. I was like hmm, I still can't decide so for me I have a self-projected authority which is kind of tricky because you have to talk things out in order to find the truth so I have literally I have to talk and then see what flows out of my mouth so really talking without using my mind <laughs> which is kind of contradicting sometimes but um yeah that's why I also have my podcast for example or why I text message um just and uh, not text message um voice message my friends or whatever I have to talk about things and then I come up with a solution for me right that's really interesting so how many different authorities are there in human design are there a lot and there are quite a few. There's a splenic authority. There's a solar plexus emotional authority, which is a really interesting one. Um, there is a ego projected authority. And obviously the most common one I want to say is the sacral authority. Okay, got it. So anyone listening, once you pull up your chart, you can kind of, at least on the chart, you it's going to be confusing, but you can look and at the top of mine, at least I get mine from Jovian Archive, which I think is like the main place to get them maybe. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, mybodygraph.com is what actually oh, okay. I use. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So I'll include that link in the show notes um, to whatever one you recommend. But yeah, it says at the top like what your each of these things is. If you can't tell by listening, I'm actually staring at my chart right now. <laughs> so I get all the terminology right. So, okay. So from there, let's. So from there, we have our authority, which is like how we make decisions. It sounds like. From there, what's the dif difference between that and what's called the strategy in human design? The strategy is how you go about um, putting your energy out there in the world. And that is really crucial in order to not be in your not-self theme because you will always also see on your chart that there's a not-self theme. And whenever you are in your not-self theme, you know that you are not in alignment with your design. And that mostly happens when you don't follow your strategy and authority. So, for example, for generators and manifesting generators, the not-self theme is frustration. So whenever you feel frustrated, there's something going on. There's something you didn't pay attention to. Um, I don't know about you, but maybe you have an experience or you feel frustration a lot. Is there something going on? Or you, when you look back in your past, do you feel like the energy or like the em emotion of frustration has been really present in your life? Definitely. In fact, I even had an energy healing session recently where it was like based on NLP and she was picking up on like all of these um, anchored feelings of frustration from the past. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It was really, and she didn't even know my design. So that was, that's wow. really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting because for me, for example, as a projector, my not self theme is bitterness. And I can definitely tell that I would use the uh, the phrase or the term bitter way more often than frustration. 
I never feel frustrated. I really feel bitter about something because when, I, yeah, when I as a projector, I have to wait for an invitation. Means when I want to share something with the world, I can I have to kind of wait for someone to ask me something in order to share it. That's especially true in you know group situations. And definitely in the past, I didn't pay attention to that, and I just would say something, and no one would listen. And obviously, I will feel bitter about it because maybe there's like something really meaningful. Uh, I wanted to share but no one would listen and no one would recognize me that's why a lot of projectors they feel really unseen and that's definitely obviously it could be frustrating but for them it's more so bitter wow you I, I really like that actually and, I, and I'm going to use it as an opportunity for a bit of a tangent um <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> because to me I mean also like for me having studied astrology a bit I which is just another system you know the way I look at, you know, your different astrological placements is that once, like I talked about earlier, once you know what they are, you can really step into that energy intentionally. And so it's never about, you know, you can't do one thing and you can do another, but it's like how you do it. And it sounds like human design is similar. And so I'm, I'm yeah. wondering for people listening who maybe like hear something like that, maybe they're also a projector. And they're like, yeah, but like, I, I don't want to have to wait, you know, I don't want to mm. have to like wait for an invitation that might have like a weird feeling for them. So I'd, I'm really interested in hearing how you use the knowledge of your design and of the designs of others to empower them to really, in your case, in your example, get noticed, get seen. Um, really be acknowledged for who they are. How can we use this information about ourselves to empower ourselves rather than feeling like it cuts off opportunities, if that makes sense? Yeah, that's a really good question because literally my first, um, yeah, I guess my first thought was that I could never be successful with an online business being a projector. <laughs> it was like, wow, I have to wait for an invitation. Who will ever invite me to, you know, work with me or whatever? Um, so I thought, wow, that won't work. So what am I going to do now? Because deep down inside, I felt that I was called to do that. And I always wanted to do it. So I obviously had to find a solution for that problem, which really isn't the problem. It's just a matter of your um, how you approach the situation. And the more like whenever if there's a projector listening and who is basically in the same situation feeling doomed, um, just trust me, there's a gift in the waiting because it, it's kind of a relief. And the more you dive into your design, you see that it's a relief because what a projector is really meant to do in this world is to follow their bliss all of the time, um, really focusing on their craft and the thing that they really want to dive deep into. Because as projectors, we are sponges. We literally are sponges. And if something is really interesting for us, we dive into it like no matter what. We we can go on a rabbit hole forever. And that's actually our job in this world. We have to gain as much wisdom and knowledge about something as possible. And people will feel that in our energy. So the only job that we have is to maybe share something we've learned. Maybe, you know, just share the wisdom that we have accumulated over time without being salesy. And people will naturally, which is really magical and it's true, like all of my one-on-one -on -one clients approach me. I didn't approach them. Obviously, I talk about that I have one-on-one -on -one coaching, but I never say, hey, do you want to work with me? I'm offering whatever. Um, no, they just actually come to me naturally, which I never thought was possible. And whenever I try to be too salesy or too um, yeah, out there, it just wouldn't come across like that. 
which is really interesting because then when people are really ready for you, they approach you and that's how you are successful. And that's how it feels really good to work with someone because you feel like, yes, it's coming from them. And that opens more doors for me. For example, also for me as a projector, when someone asks me a question, I can talk for hours and hours about it. But on the other side, if I would talk about a topic like astrology and no one would have asked me about something, I would feel awkward and weird about it. Oh, that's so interesting. Wow. I'm, and especially because that's okay. Cause I can't help but to ask about myself again, because you know, I'm, sure. I'm here, you know, I'm the, I'm the hostess. <laughs> You're the Gemini rising. <laughs> no, <laughs> you probably can't relate to my problem. No, talking. I, I, I do, but I don't because I definitely, you know, a big part of like, especially when I'm working with entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs it's interesting because I really do resonate with what you're saying about how like we all have a different energy we bring into our work. And if you try to be something you're not, it just falls flat. And I think human design offers a really interesting explanation for why that happens energetically. So according to my chart, um, I'm, my strategy is to respond. So what's the difference between you talk about like, because you talk about being in, having needing an invitation as a projector. And to me, when I hear the word respond, I kind of feel like it's the same thing. So can you tell me how that's different just as an example? Sure. It's similar, but not the same. Um, because a response can be really more vague and more open than an invitation. A response really is you observe a certain trend on social media and you you basically respond to it with a course and you put it out there. Ah. Or you see that your community is really interested in a certain topic um, and no one really invited you to create something for that, but you just saw that, you observed that and you felt like, wow, I can create something that would help a lot of people and they would probably buy into it and if I would do that it would probably not be the same but instead I could what I could do is to pull my audience to ask them questions and then see what the response is because that can also be an invitation for me to start something that's why I for example ask a lot um, how like what kind of podcast they want to hear what kind of topics about astrology they want to hear so I really want to get the invitation in a way that's really interesting and, you know, it's funny because I think as an, I, I'm an introvert, believe it or not. And <laughs> that's actually surprising. <laughs> I, people are always like, huh? But I think it's the Gemini ascendant. It hides the introverted tendencies. But as an introvert, sometimes, I mean, like many of us do, it's easy to feel like, ooh, like, am I being too forward? And it sounds like as a manifesting generator, it actually is more effective to like put things out there and really more formally invite people to join you. And even though that may feel like intimidating sometimes, the reality is if I look at my experience, um, I definitely get the best results when I really put myself out there and, you know, introduce myself to people and, kind of make things happen in that more manifester way based on what you yeah. said yeah which is again you know that actually in in itself tells you the gift of a projector and the gift of a manifesting generator as well because i know as i said before a lot of projectors think they are doomed but then you see that you as a manifesting generator might not feel comfortable all the time with putting yourself out there and you might be kind of quote-unquote jealous of a projector who 
actually doesn't have to do anything right? instead of like sharing, yeah. <laughs> which you know it's hard for us to wait and to be like really patient like patience is a big thing for projectors because they see all of the manifesting generators do so many things at once while they they are still waiting and still you know gaining all this wisdom and you know both designs have their pros and cons and like not pros and cons of one is better or the other but you know things they struggle with and things they really see as gifts and things that they see as kind of challenges I guess certainly yeah I mean these are of course only two of the types and two of the combinations of types but I think it provides such an interesting look at how these factors work together you know something that resonated with me that someone who was telling me a bit about human design told me is that manifesting generators they have to inform people of their plans and that's like one way they make themselves feel heard. But that's also definitely a potential challenge area. And, you know, they can step on people's toes sometimes. And I, in the past, before I, you know, became more evolved. <laughs> in the past, I definitely experienced that of, you know, like, hey, everyone, by the way, I'm doing this big, crazy thing that's going to affect all of you. But, you know, it's fine, right? <laughs> and it's, I think what you said is really important about how you know, we all have our challenges and our strengths and, and they can be the same thing. It's really about how you apply this knowledge, it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what you said, you know, usually um, manifestors are if, in, have to inform people in order to not step on someone's toes. But because you are more so a manifestor in your manifesting generator um, nature, it's really important for you also to inform people. And you have the ability to inform people because you have the sacral link to your throat. So that's really important because otherwise you just have like speedy mode on and no one really knows what Caitlin is about to do. And people will feel like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like I'm left out. I, I don't even know what she's doing. Like so many things. I, what's her world? <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh. It's so true, Kathy. I mean, <laughs> I have to tell you, I mean, in my current relationship, I told my my partner this the other day when I was, you know, I told them about a trip I was planning in, you know, a few months that was going to be just me. And I, and I said, don't take this the wrong way. Like it's, it really speaks a lot to how good our relationship is, but I think you're my first romantic partner ever who I ever informed that I was like planning travel before <laughs> just doing it. And looking back, I was like, wow, that was, I was kind of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but really, I just didn't understand my design, you know? Yeah, and you, you really, you didn't know that, that that's a thing people do, you know? <laughs> exactly. Not in your, yeah, it wasn't in your universe. And now you're like, wow, wait, maybe like emotional intelligence as well. And, you know, just like informing people would be nice. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I didn't know that I had to wait for something in order to speak. <laughs> you know, I never thought that this was a thing. And that's really where human design gave me confirmation for being me and for really working with my own energy and also gave me an insight on why I have failed so many times in my life <laughs> before that, because definitely I haven't lived in my design. And that's why people didn't see me, people didn't recognize me, why I couldn't fit in, why I was always like I felt like I was in the wrong place all of the time. And probably if I would have known about human design, many things wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't, you know, want to replace any experience that I had. But still, I believe that if we raise our children now, according to their human design, 
and then see the next generation grow and evolve, it will be a completely new world. Yes, it's so interesting. So as a fellow boss witch, I'm interested in how you apply human design to your business and to your um, just your goals in general, even your personal goals. How can we use our, our design and these other factors that we're learning about in this episode? How can we apply that to our goals and bringing our projects into the world? That's a really good question. And, you know, in my business, I help people really especially find their magic, find their purpose. And I love to use human design and also astrology to really guide them back to their essence, to their magic and what they are here for. Because I believe we all come to this world with a really specific mission and purpose. We want to grow and evolve in a specific area. And that's our bliss. And it's hard for us to see that because we are so distracted and, you know, so conditioned from childhood and everything. So that's why I look at natal chart, which gives you so much insight on your purpose. But then you have human design, which gives you the insight on how can I use my own energy in the very best way to also be successful because just knowing how your astrology works and how you are kind of set up when it comes to you know the planetary constellations and everything won't make you successful necessarily but when you link it with human design and you follow your unique strategy and authority as well I believe that's when the magic really happens for you and that's how I also um, do my business because I know that I'm a projector that I can't operate like a manifesting generator creating courses all of the time or doing things all the time I really have to focus on what I'm good at and you know I can't have too many client calls a day I can't have um, yeah so many projects going on all of the time I really have to protect my energy and that's okay because that gives me the ability to really look into other people or look into my um, clients when I have coaching sessions and they are really intense and that's how I honor my own strategy and my own authority and my own design essentially and then I help my clients to follow their design and their strategy because that's what makes them successful that's cool. So do you just basically pull up a chart, like pull up a human design chart and their natal chart and look at them together? Or is there a way of like, I don't know, stacking them and making it even more complicated? Or how do you go about it <laughs> with your client? Well, usually uh, with my private clients, I really analyze both of their charts, but I don't um, do that in session necessarily at first because I first want to really get to know them. And then I bring into the whole conversation first of all their astrology chart because then we can really see what their purpose is and then afterwards I see okay what's your energetic strategy in order to be successful and I really have them side by side because that's the best way for me to work so I for example uh, actually I, just today I shared that on Instagram how that looks I really have both of the charts open share my screen and then we go over everything and we analyze everything which is something I absolutely love and yeah then we link everything together super cool super cool and and when you're looking at both of these disciplines are there I mean, you talked a bit about how astrology reveals your purpose and human design reveals kind of like how to get there what are some other differences you see are there certain areas where one system is stronger than the other or where you defer to one system over the other mm -hmm. 
it's really hard to you know pick a favorite it's like picking a favorite child I guess <laughs> you can't do that um, but I work more with astrology than human design because I mean both of the system have so many layers and the link between both of them is really when you look at your human design chart and you see the gates and the channels which which are like the lines that you see in your chart they are like the flavor of your personality and they are always linked to a planet in astrology which you see on the side of your um, chart there are like different planets like there's sun venus and there are numbers on the planets and that's basically the gate that is linked to a certain planet and that's how they are linked like human design and astrology and that goes to show that your astrolot and uh, like your astrology chart your birth chart is also your flavor of your personality but more so because it's also divided into 12 houses the way i see it it's really the story of your life is your birth chart so how you are in every single uh, circumstance in your life in relationships in uh, with your siblings you know how you get kind of successful in your career how you are in spirituality how you are uh, when it comes to self-worth like that's really how um, astrology gives you insight and then you can look at your human design chart and obviously link that to it and you see a lot of things overlapping there but how I use human design is more so how your energy works on a day-to-day basis. Very cool. That's really interesting. And as you were saying that I looked at my human design chart, and, and you're right, I never had actually noticed that on the left-hand side, there are all the planetary symbols and some random numbers. Yeah. And I'm not even going to begin to try to figure out what that looks like. I'll have to book a session with you. But <laughs> Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> so one last question, and this is, you know, I remember I I listened to one of your podcast episodes and you talked about how at one point, and I don't know where this is in your timeline, but at one point you had a lot of fears around bringing more spirituality into your business. And clearly that's a fear you have overcome. And so for anyone starting a business or who is interested in starting a business, how, what advice do you have for them on bringing more spiritual concepts into their business in a really grounded, practical way? Start step by step. You don't have to do everything at once, like really grow with your audience um, and make like share the things you feel comfortable about. And that probably speaks to, you know, the projector and me speaks about that because I'm really used to following what is what's actually really moving me in, in the moment. And uh, I always shared exactly what I was into in the moment because it's part of my strategy, obviously, but also because I want to invite people to come into my world and grow with me and yes it's it can be scary but then just ultimately think of who do you want to work with and also think of a lot of people are just turned off or triggered by it because they don't know a lot about it so you can actually provide them with insight and um, really teach them what it means and why it's so important to you and why you feel so connected to spirituality I mean ultimately we are all spiritual we are spiritual beings in a human experience <laughs> that's what we are so everyone has like connection to spirituality but we have forgotten about it so it's nothing to be ashamed of or it's actually nothing unnatural it's actually unnatural not to be spiritual and that's like with that kind of background knowledge you can approach it and then you will feel less awkward I guess and you can see that the rea- reaction usually is not that bad and um, I, I know that I was really scared of the reactions of my 
audience because as I mentioned before I went through so many phases and I felt like wow they probably think I'm weird like for changing everything so many times but right now I feel I, I really know that I found my bliss and I feel like that's also shining through so if you want to incorporate more spirituality because it's really coming from your heart and your soul then you will shine your light and then people won't feel weird because you do it because it's authentic Absolutely. You know, people can tell when it's authentic. And, you know, I always I feel like that's one of my gifts in business. Maybe it's be, being a manifesting generator. I don't know <laughs> if it's related now, now to <laughs> everything in my life. And I'm like, is this because I'm a manifesting generator? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I do that with astrology as well. Is this my, you know, sat rising? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I'm, the, I'm the worst about doing that. Like, I do it with my boyfriend all the time. I'm like, sorry, babe. <laughs> That's just your Chiron and Cancer talk. <laughs> He's just like, shut up and leave me alone. It's interesting, you know, because I think that ability to shift and change as you feel driven to by your sense of who you've become is really valuable and important. And yeah, it's easy to get into your head and think like, oh, I just changed this. I can't change it again. Or, oh, you know, I haven't even been selling this product or course for very long and I feel like I need to stop or whatever the change is. But I mean, for me personally, and being a different type, that might be part of it, but, you know, that ability to pivot quickly has been really beneficial to me. And I think ultimately, you know, like you said, people can pick up on things when it's authentic and they know you're not a shapeshifter. They know you're just really in tune with your rapid evolution. And, you know, the right people want to be along for part of that journey, even if they don't really get it. And I can tell you, I mean, I have a quite a few regular listeners of this show, which is like very out there at times about spirituality. I have some regular listeners who have told me like, I don't really identify with a lot of the spiritual stuff, but it's still really interesting to me, you know? And so it doesn't ever mean you're not going to like, can be able to continue with certain clients. The reality is people should accept you for who you are. And I think you gave us great advice for just, you know, really accepting ourselves, which allows others to accept us as well. Yeah. And you know, also, one thing that I kind of came, what came into my mind while I was struggling was if I wouldn't share it, I wouldn't be authentic anymore. So the whole, like there was actually no other chance for me than to share what is currently going on inside of me. And I saw it as a chance for my audience also to get the connection to something that is more spiritual like astrology or human design because maybe they saw it before from someone else and it wouldn't resonate with them and maybe I was the channel to really connect them to these principles which is so beautiful because you know you know it probably as well that sometimes we hear something over and over again and there's this one person who says it in a somewhat different way and it resonates with us just because of the energy of the person so it's kind of also our responsibility to share what's going on and what is actually moving us in our life so in closing what tell us how everyone in the audience can find you how they can book a human design session with you if they desire what you have going on in the future and where we can get in touch with you to learn more yeah, you can find me on Instagram. It's Magic Kathy Official with underscores. And my podcast is The Magic Kathy Show on every platform you can possibly imagine. So yeah, I would definitely love to connect with you if you listen to the show or if you just want to reach out to me on Instagram, chat about anything. You can definitely, definitely invite me for uh, to a conversation. I would be open for that <laughs> and would definitely love to talk to you and learn more about your design or just give you insight on your design however you want to approach it. Maybe 
maybe you already know about your design and also chat about astrology. You know, I love to talk about all things woo woo. So yeah, definitely hook me up. Fantastic. And I, of course, will have all the links to Kathy in the show notes so you can tune in. So thank you everyone so much for listening. I can't wait to hear your thoughts about human design, about how it links to the way you approach your goals, your passions, your visions for your life. And let me know if you look up your chart and you see what your design is and you're like me just learning about all of this for the first time. I mean, when I discovered, when I first heard of human design, it was about six months ago and it was part of a questionnaire I was answering as part of a program I was applying to. They asked me what my design was and I had no idea what that meant. So I had to Google it. And it was really one of those moments where I thought, oh my gosh, the fact that this system existed and I didn't even know about it, somebody who's really heavily into this stuff, it makes me wonder what else I don't know in the world. And so if you're like me and your mind is being a little blown by this episode, definitely look up your chart, check out the link in the show notes of how to do that. And tell me, send me a message on Instagram at rebirth underscore of Venus and tell me what your design is and how you see that playing into your life. So thank you all so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, be sure to leave me a five-star review on the Apple Podcasts app. To keep the episodes coming, click on the link in the show notes to support the show for as little as $1 a month. I am so grateful to have you as part of this movement. I'll see you soon.